Truth and Fire, the podcast is brought to you by truthandfire.com, where we explore faith and pop culture from a witty Christian perspective. Welcome to another installment of Truth and Fire, the podcast, which picks up where Truth and Fire, the blog, leaves off. I'm your host, Verite Efe, and you can find me at V-E-R-I-T-E-E-T-F-E-U on all social media platforms. So today we're going to be talking about female pastors, podcasters, and pulpit pimpets. Am I violating 1 Timothy 2 and 12 with this podcast? Are women disqualified from quote-unquote teaching in any context? Can women rightly divide God's word? And are those who preach a false gospel even saved? All of this and a little bit more when we return. Welcome back. This is episode three of Truth and Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Verite Efe, which simply means truth and fire en français. So allow me to take a moment to wish all of the ladies out there a happy Women's History Month. Happy Women's History Month, ladies. Last year, I celebrated this wonderful occasion by publishing one of my more popular pieces. No, women may not be pastors. Where's the lie? King James, where's the lie? Where is it? I don't see it. I could not find it. It's not there. My edges were snatched something awful for this piece, but guess what? They grew back. And so I'm back a year later to say, no, women still may not be pastors. But this time I'm saying it on a podcast. Um, The conversation initially got started um, last February after I sent out a tweet that said, if she's a pastor, 9.99 times out of 10, she's a false teacher. Not because women can't have a solid handle of the word of God, but because women with a solid handle of the word of God won't actively rebel against it. That is all. Yeah, so that sparked a debate, which led me to write the piece about um, female pastors, which sparked yet another debate, which led me to write a piece about a young lady named Heather Lindsay. Um, Interestingly, um, as women were coming back and forth to tell me how much women have blessed them in ministry and how qualified women can be to preach, um, they were telling me about different um, women that had been a quote unquote blessing to them. Um, These women included Joyce Meyer, Paula White, um, Beth Moore, you know, all the heavy, heavy hitters. And one name popped up that really threw me off, and that was Heather Lindsay. Mind you, um, I actually followed Heather. Um, I don't think I was following her at the time. Yeah, I wasn't following her at the time that someone mentioned her name. But um, I, I had followed her at one point for about two years because I thought she offered some really cool advice about relationships and dating. Most of her content on Instagram seemed to be geared towards single women. I'm a single woman. So I just thought it was really cool, really cute. I didn't necessarily like look to it as like, you know, I need to hear from Heather. Otherwise, I won't live. You know, it wasn't that deep. It was just, you know, she seemed cool enough to follow. She is very. Um, charming her you know she's transparent she has a lot of personality her children are cute and um, she and her husband seem like they have a pretty solid relationship so they were just you know an adorable group of people to follow more so her but because she shared her life online you know it was it was great to follow her and so all I really knew about her was um, her work as a as a wife and a mother um, and then the work she did with her ministry um, Pinky Promise um, which 
um, basically centers around helping young ladies, single ladies, um, live a life of, a celib- of celibacy. And yeah, so on the surface, nothing's wrong with any of that. I didn't find a problem with any of that. But as time went on with Heather, I noticed that she wasn't really um, grounding her following in Christ. And so I, as I was maturing in, in the word, I just felt like I was missing something from her and I just felt like I outgrew, um, her memes. And so I just unfollowed her. I didn't feel the need that there was anything else to, to get from her because she wasn't really feeding me meat. So I got off, I, I got off the, of her page. However, um, after a young lady submitted her name as being a solid, um, female pastor, I'm like, what? female pastor which girl would you talk girl what you talking about so I go back and I do research and lo and behold I find out that Miss Heather is a co-pastor at her church um, the Gathering Oasis in Atlanta Georgia she co-pastors with her husband Cornelius I was actually really shocked by this. Um, I knew that she had done some um, speaking. I thought she traveled around and do like speaking engagements for maybe women's groups or things like that. But she actually goes around and she preaches in churches before um, uh, men and women. So before the gathering of the saints, she preaches um, um, in different churches around the, literally around the world. And she also um, is tasked with bringing the word or, you know, it's, it's not, let me tell y'all something, leaning a little closer. <clears throat> it's not really the word. She just be saying stuff, but we just going to say the word for all intents and purposes right now. Um, so she's charged with <laughs> delivering the word at her church. And so I began to listen to her different sermons and Uchele, the mishandling of the scriptures. <laughs> and so um, I had to write a piece on her and it's called The Grace and Knowledge of Heather Lindsay. Um, and it's a play on um, words regarding how we're supposed to mature in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. And um, how mostly when you listen to Heather's teaching, you learn about more so her testimony rather than the testimony of Jesus Christ. So I bring her up because in preparation for today's um podcast I went back to see if maybe Heather had repented um I brought up some things that she um did not do um or the things that she was guilty of as far as it pertains to uh the word of God um in the in the post and um I am informed that she is aware of the post um and I know that she had or she had her people um block me on Instagram and that's fine I wasn't harassing her I just I just, uh, you know, I, I wasn't even following her anymore. So the only way I even found out that she blocked me is because uh, one of my readers sent me something about her supporting um, Carl Lentz, false teacher, false teacher, and John Gray, false teacher, false teacher. And so um, I tried to go look at the post to see, you know, what they were talking about. And that's when I found out that I was blocked. So whatever, honey, it ain't that deep. I don't look at your page anyway. But um, in preparation for today's podcast, I did some research just to make sure I wasn't going to be speaking out of turn regarding her or anybody else that I would be calling out um, as false female pastors. And of course, I come to find out that Heather is still out there in them streets, not only 
mishandling God's word, but she's still partnering with false teachers. And this time she's done some type of, um, she had a meeting with Joel Austin, um, I think in October of last year. And she defended it by saying that, you know, she and her husband don't have clicks. They just want to be unified with everyone in the body. And um, they decided to meet with Joel Austin to learn more about what he teaches because people are, you know, people have said that he's false, but you don't really know a person and you understand what they teach until you sit down with them and talk to them. And I'm like, girl, 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 you still don't know what you, oh, okay, let me, let me move on because I've been going on for too long. But before I really get into some of the things that I said that I wanted to talk about today, let me play for your um, listening pleasure displeasure um an excerpt from a recent sermon that heather preached on um actually she preached on this back in january of of this year actually and so listen up to what she says and then i'll come back with the rest of my commentary it's funny because i'm not even supposed to be preaching right now So what happened earlier this week is I'm sitting there with my husband and I was just scrolling on social media and I saw this amazing flyer. Whoever made it, you did a great job. Thank you. And you picked a cute photo of me. Thank you. Because sometimes people be posting crazy photos. I'd be like, I look crazy on the flyer. Can I get approval process or something? I was like, oh, this is fire. This is cute. Only air. I'm not supposed to be preaching. Michael, Pastor Michael was actually supposed to be the one that was supposed to be preaching. And so I saw that and I showed my husband. And I was like, baby, now you know for the past nine days I've been taking care of you know, everybody, the house at night, up with the sick kids, stuff like that. Like I'm, I, I could use a little break. You know what I mean? I could probably use like a spa date. Not so much preaching, but more like spa date. You know what I'm saying? I could use a little bit of time. And you're about to go to Charlotte. You know what I mean? I thank God for our village, but I'm like, you're about to leave and go to Charlotte overnight. You know, and be with the kid at night. You know, I could use a little break. I can sit in the back and Michael can just preach and I'll be with Roman and everything will be great. And he said to me, he was like, well, you know, babe, it's up to you. I don't care. It's it's, it's your call. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just preach. It's already out there. Fine. Then I posted online. And then Michael and Amanda text me and said, hey, I thought Michael was preaching. And I was like, you know what? You can have it. I was like, you can preach. (laughs) We good. I'm about Saturday night. I ain't got to study. I can watch HGTV. I can catch up. Shoot, I don't have to preach. Good. I ain't got to preach. Michael, it's all you, bruh. So I texted him back and I said, all yours, bro. Rock out. It's going to be amazing. I know the go downtown is tonight. You're going to do awesome. Rock out. So I'm sitting there with mama. We're watching Cash Cab, Taxi Cab, that little show. All of a sudden, I feel the Holy Spirit come over me. I almost start speaking in tongues. But I had to stop it and start whistling. And (laughs) I was like... What is overcoming me? And then I felt grief wave up like a wave over me, like grief, like disobedience, grief. And then I was like, Lord, what is that? There's no, this is not a bad show. It's just taxi cab. It's like a game show. So I'm like judging my heart. I'm like, have I sinned against you, Lord? So I'm sitting there and the Lord said, you didn't even ask me if I wanted you to preach or not tomorrow. And I heard the scripture, acknowledge me in all of your ways and I will direct your path. You didn't even ask me. You assumed because you had a rough week that you didn't have to preach. And I said that, well, that wasn't my intention, Lord. There was just a mix up. There's a mix up. He was like, but 
I want you to preach. You didn't even ask me. And there's one person that I want you to reach. And they're coming to the services, whether it's here or whether they'll watch it later on. Will you be obedient for the one person, Heather? I think sometimes in our lives, if it doesn't, if we're having a rough week and things aren't looking right, then our commitment changes. It's harder. I'm sorry, I can't show up. I can't show up to the worship team because I had a rough week. I'm sorry, my child is sick. I had a rough week. I can't do it. We begin to practice disobedience over and over again in our life. And we expect for God to give us stages. We expect for God to give us blessings. We expect for God to open up the windows of heaven. God, send somebody else to do, to do it. And that's what I did yesterday. I said, send Michael. I'm good. I can take me a little break. I could use a little spa day. Jesus, can I just get to the spa? <laughs> and as soon as the Lord convicted me, I realized I didn't even ask you, Lord. I just assumed that somebody else could just come up. And I'm sure it would be great and be powerful. But is it the person that God sent? And I wonder, has God had to send somebody else to replace the place where you were supposed to be? How many times does God have to replace the spot that you were supposed to have because you decided to be in disobedience? How many times have you, with your mouth, said, yes, I'm going to do this, but with your action showed something completely different? Are you being faithful with small? Are you saying yes to Jesus when it's hard? Are you saying yes to Lord when, the Lord when everything is falling apart and where you don't understand what he's doing? Or are you going with how you feel this week? And wonder why you're not committed to God. I don't feel God. I don't, I don't feel like he's far from me. It's because you've not been obedient to the last thing that he's told you to do. The grief that I felt, I never want to feel that again. And I sat there and I said, Lord, I, will, I text him immediately. I said, I, 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 I'm going I'm to go ahead and preach because I fear God. And one day I'm going to stand before God and be accountable for every word that I said and everything that I did. And I don't want to stand before him and say, why did you not preach? And why did you not do what I told you to do? And because somebody else's life depended on it. I was going to use you to, to, to minister to that one and they would give their life to me and then they would minister to others. But you were in your feelings and in your emotions because the enemy came around and attacked you. So now nations are affected by your one disobedience. The one matters. Do you care about the one or is it all about you? Have you been obedient to the last thing that God told you to do? <sighs> okay. Uh, yeah. So that again was Heather Lindsay. Um, she's a co-pastor of the Gathering Oasis Church in Atlanta, Georgia. She pastors alongside her husband, Cornelius, Lindsay, and there's just so much wrong with everything she just said that I would probably have to do a separate episode just dedicated to dissecting all of the ironic statements that she made. Um, but one thing I do want to point out is that a lot of the conviction that she felt, a lot of the, 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 the tussling and warring in her spirit that she says that she dealt with out of just I guess feeling convicted for deciding not to preach or deciding not to ask God if she should preach could have been avoided if she just simply went to the word she could have just read the scriptures she could have I'm Lord I mean I don't y'all I'm sorry <laughs> just I'm not laughing at her I'm just like it 
deception is it it hurts your brain when you realize what it is when you when you can see it for what it is and I'm just I'm still praying that she comes around because I see or hear a young lady with a lot of zeal but not according to knowledge and I just pray to God that um, he opens her mind opens her heart I mean and opens her eyes to um, to the truth because this is just crazy I mean women are not permitted to teach or have authority over men in the church this is made super clear in 1 Timothy 2 and 12 through 14 and 1 Corinthians 14 verses 34 and 35 these verses are both stated in context to Paul's instruction for church order Um, so it's people always try to figure out what he means by women should are not permitted to speak and they should remain silent and they want to be extra mean you know to say that women can't talk at all and that's not at all what Paul is saying the kind of teaching and speaking that he's talking about is the the kind of teaching and speaking that Heather Lindsay was doing in that clip and that she does around the world um in those various churches that she she preaches at um this type of teaching and speaking correlates with the authority that one has in the church um specifically speaking to such authority is held by a pastor or overseer pastors slash overseers look after the souls of feed and shepherd a flock of local believers and for my unpopular statement of the day people that does also include deacons like i don't know what else to tell you guys um i did a follow-up piece um to no women can't be pastors and and ask but can women be deacons and the answer to that is also no um some argue that deacon simply means servant and that's all well and good but in first timothy 3 verses 8 through 13 deacon is used in the context um that refers specifically to men there's no room here to even begin to make this apply to female deacons um, number one, if it was for servants in general, why is there a specific section detailing the qualifications for a servant when we as believers are all servants by default? Um, deacon refers to a specific office rather than a generic servant, okay? And number two, if deacon in 1 Timothy 3 refers to a male or a female, there wouldn't be a need to specify the husband of one wife requirement nor would these verses specifically call out out the conduct of deacons wives as a test for whether the the, um, potential deacon is qualified for that office i mean keep in mind similar to a pastor a deacon must rule his own household well because how can a man be expected to watch over or lead the household of god when his own house, which he is first called to watch over and lead, is out of order. Mr. Cornelius Lindsay, your house is out of order. Your your church house is out of order. You have your wife up there preaching. And she made it very clear in the segment that I just played that she was already overwhelmed with being a mom. She has that burden to carry of looking after the house, of looking after the children. She has a sick baby to look after and she's burdened with whether or not she should preach when the word is very clear that that's not even her burden. Like, I just, I can't. I just can't. Vérité et feu.
Okay, I'm up. I'm back. <laughs> so it's very clear that women are not permitted to preach or teach. We're not permitted to be pastors. It's in, in context to being pastors. Um, but can I be a podcaster? <laughs> um, as a woman who respects God's word and the order for his church, um, with de- which definitely represents in the earth, his new creation, I am not permitted to be, nor do I want to be a pastor. I am not permitted to be, nor do I desire to be an overseer of God's people. That's not my job. As I mentioned about Heather's, that's not Heather's job, Cornelius. I didn't mean to make this podcast about them, but it's becoming that way. I'm just going to let the Lord lead because I I can't believe he left that up to her to say, so you, that's just, come on, dude. But anyway, that's not our job. That is not our job. Okay. As women, we are not permitted to be, nor should we desire to be a husband. Being a husband is not our job. It's basic logic. You know what I mean, guys? So we need to keep these things in mind regarding why the Lord put certain parameters in place. It wasn't because, you know, I'm just going to be I'm just going to be extra and just say that women can't preach. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to No, the Lord has a reason for everything. Even if you don't fully understand why in the moment, just be obedient enough to trust his wisdom and everything. Okay. So yeah, we are not permitted to preach and teach. We are not to be pastors and overseeing God's people in the church, but here's what we can do. Here's what I can do. I can be a podcaster and a writer who happens to be a woman who labors for the gospel. So in Philippians four and three, Paul says, and I urge you also true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. So I may not be an overseer in the church, yet I can and I may be a fellow laborer for the gospel. The church is one body with many parts. A hand can't be the head and the hand, the head can't be the hand, but the hand is still valuable all the same. I am totally okay with just being a hand. I'm okay with that. And so I'm just going to be whatever I am in the body to serve the Lord. Okay. Um, I can testify as a Samaritan woman did in John four. I can evangelize and share the gospel as the Lord commands all believers to do in his great commission in Matthew 28. I can contend earnestly for the faith as it's mentioned in Jude three. I can mark and avoid false teachers as Paul mentions in Romans 16. I can teach children Sunday school at my church, just I just as I plan to teach my own children. I plan on homeschooling. I'm so excited about that. Um, but I can do, I can do those things. I just can't stand before the assembly of God's people to bring God's word and to instruct um, God's people, um, because in that in that particular assembly, we are unified as one body. And standing before a holy God, that is just, it's just not our job, ladies. It's, and it's okay. We have so many other things we can do. As I mentioned before, um, we can instruct children, our children in the way of the Lord. Um, Lois and Eunice taught Timothy. Um, he, they instructed him. So we may not be 
pastors and overseers in the church, but we can instill the word of God into those young men who will grow up to be pastors. I think that's very important. And I think that's very commendable. Like, I don't understand why we can't find beauty and power and strength in that. Um, I can host and we can host women's Bible studies, as mentioned in Titus 2. Um, there are many, 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 many things women can do for the Lord and within the body of Christ. We only have a single tree to avoid, ladies. We've only got one job, and that's to not be an overseer in the church. And that is, honestly, that's, that's enough. And that's fine. That's fine. So as I mentioned earlier, I sent out a tweet that was just basically saying that 9.99 times out of 10, women who are pastors are false teachers, okay? And people didn't want to believe that. And again, that's not because women can't handle the word of God, but because a woman who can't read basic scripture that says that we are not to be overseers in the church you automatically just throw your whole, <laughs> you just throw your whole argument out the window. Um, but I want to be clear that one of the qualifications of, of a pastor is being able to teach. And in Titus 2.1, we see the admonition to teach according to what, um, according to what accords with sound doctrine. So if we have women out there who are finding some kind of way around certain parts of God's word, how can they rightly divide and rightly teach the full counsel of God? We have these pulpit pimpettes. <laughs> I just find that to be so funny. Pulpit pimpettes. We have these women out here, not only out of order, not only out of order for God's order for the church, but they're also disqualified from ministry because they teach damn, damnable errors in a false gospel. A reader actually asked me if someone who preached a false gospel could truly be born again. Um, she wrote me actually after reading my piece on the grace and knowledge of Heather Lindsay. Um, and I intentionally did not respond to her right away. I took some time to make sure that I went through the scriptures and, you know, wanted to be sure I had a response that was biblical. Um, you know, I definitely had an answer right off the top of my head, but I wanted to make sure that I filtered that thought <laughs> through the scriptures. And honestly, the short answer is no. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I know that's going to throw some people off, but the short answer is no. But I'll go ahead and expound. First, the Holy Spirit leads us to all truth. Okay. And if one is truly born again, it's because they sincerely believe the gospel. They know and believe the truth and they will bear fruit accordingly. For Jesus says a good tree bears good fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Okay. It's impossible to sincerely believe the gospel yet teach that which is contrary to it or not share it at all. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden and no one lights a lamp only to place it under a basket. We learned that in Matthew 5, okay? But it's just, let's just say that the woman knows the Lord and she just, for some reason, consistently undermines him and um, it, with her teachings. Let's say that unicorns exist and that <laughs> Bigfoot is real, Okay. Um, in Galatians 5, 19 to 21, it testifies that such a woman would be working from her flesh. Among the many sins listed 
in these verses, heresies are also a work of the flesh, not a work of God's spirit. God doesn't contradict himself, okay? He doesn't contradict himself. Further, Paul says, whoever teaches a false gospel or a false Christ, no matter it be him, an angel from heaven, or whomever else, that individual is an anathema, which means they're accursed, which means they're damned, okay? So even if that woman did sincerely believe on Christ, yet preach a false Christ, she'd be damned to hell just as soon as anyone who never believed, okay? So one can teach error and false doctrine with sincerity, guys. Like, please understand that. Someone can have a lot of zeal and passion as they say what they have to say. They can yell from the top of their lungs. They can bust a vein in their neck. But at the end of the day, one can be zealous and wrong. Okay? In Romans 10 2, Paul refers to such, such as those who have zeal but not according to knowledge. And that knowledge being the knowledge of Christ and his gospel. So in either case, a woman in ministry can't sincerely believe the gospel and be speaking according to the Lord's spirit, yet consistently teach error or false doctrine regarding his gospel. Like it's just impossible. She can't sincerely know and believe in Christ as he reveals himself in his word, yet preach another Christ, especially not after being called out for her actions. Okay. In this case, in a scenario where a woman who has been in error um, or who's who's been in error and has been called out on it, if she has the Holy Spirit, she will recognize her error, heed the correction and immediately repent. So for women like Paula White, Joyce Meyer, Christine Kane, um, Real Talk Kim, Tasha Cobbs Leonard, Yes, Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Yes, guys, I know she sings, but she's also a pastor. She um, actually pastors at my former church, the Dream Center in Atlanta. I had a thing for going to all the false. <laughs> I was I was just at every false church there was when I lived in Atlanta. I don't know what my issue. Well, I know what my issue was. I wasn't saved. But <sighs> anyway, but that list goes on. So, yes, Tasha Cobbs Leonard, Heather Lindsay. And Sarah Jakes Roberts. Let I'm probably going to do a whole podcast dedicated to this woman because she's, she's a piece of work. Um, but all of these women and others like them, these women have yet to repent for their vain babbling, their heresies, and consistent mishandling of God's word. So Lord willing, I pray they repent and I pray they do so soon. So before I go, I just want to leave you guys with the last word for this podcast. I actually have two. Um, one is actually, I, I, I'm trying to make sure I only leave you guys with a scripture, with a verse. Um, and I will do that for this episode. But there was something that was shared on International Women's Day that had me in stitches that I must share with you guys. So this comes from my sister in Christ, Michaela Leslie. Um, I don't know her personally, but um, I believe we're Twitter buddies and I saw her post and it had me cracking up. Um, She says, happy International Women's Day. Here's a reminder that women can do anything they set their minds to except become a biological male or be a biblically (laughs) correct pastor. (laughs) Oh, Michaela. (laughs) Girl, that's funny. Um, but I also want to leave you guys with a verse, um, from first Corinthians 14 verses 34 through 30. 
eight. Let me see if I can find my paper here. So you may hear some ruffling. Okay. Yeah, that's there it is. Um, so it comes from First Corinthians chapter 14, verses 34 through 38. And I just thought these verses just totally knock out the claims that Paul's admonition against um, female pastors um, was merely his own or it was something that was cultural or you know, something like that. Um, I like this verse because it just basically addresses those who like to make up their own rules regarding church assemblies. And for those who just continue to oppose the truth in these verses, Paul is just basically saying if they just keep ignoring what's plain. Then they clearly don't have the spirit of God. And I just love these verses. So um, I'm just going to read them to you really quickly and then we'll be on our way. OK, it says, let your women keep silent in the churches for they are not permitted to speak, but they are to be submissive, as the law also says. And if they want to learn something, let them ask their own husband at home, for it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. Or did the word of God come originally from you? Or was it you only that it reached? If anyone thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. But if anyone is ignorant, let him be ignorant. So hope you guys meditate on these words. And um, as always, thank you for listening. Truth and Fire, the podcast has been brought to you by truthandfire.com, where we explore faith and pop culture from a witty Christian perspective. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, let us know. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Verite Efu. That's V-E-R-I-T-E-E-T-F-E-U. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We hope you'll join us next time. Thanks for listening.